everybody. It is Dave and Jeff. It is September 9th, 2020. Watching a little Padre baseball as they take on the Rockies as we do this show. You know what's weird is having Ted on and talking about Padre season tickets for 2021. And I know he's selling it, right? But he said the most anticipated season since 98. I don't think he's wrong on that. I mean, not since 99 or 98. well, I think with 98, you knew they were going to be really good, and then they went out and got Kevin Brown in the offseason, right? Yeah. So, Well, 97, they were horseshit. They were last place. Remember, they were great in 96, last place in 97, last place in 99. How do you know shit like that? Like, because that's 23 you and I were doing ago. post-game shows. Oh, it was a nightmare. No, we didn't in 97. We didn't start until August 1st in but 98. In 99, we were doing that, that bullshit. Oh, we were down there, god damn it, for... Poor Bob Chandler, <laughs> shagging. Did you see uh, tonight? Speaking of post games, they showed a clip of me getting Sweeney for the post game guest. No, yeah, on uh, during the game. No, and so it is. And so I sent it to to Sweeney, and yeah. uh, immediately he trashed me. Nice haircut, and of course my haircut's oh. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it was kind of funny. Yeah, doing it for Bob Chandler all the time. Yeah. God, man. Uh, one thing, Dave, last night. Well, hold on real quick. I want to disagree with what you're saying. I think the year, and I wasn't here at the time, uh-huh. the year that I think was oh. most anticipated was 1985 after the World Series and they got Lamar Hoyt. Yeah, no, I, I got that, but he's saying the most anticipated since 1998. I ah, could be right. It's been a lot of shit. Well, I mean, I was just going to say there's not a lot of competition, <laughs> but I tell you what, they built petco park and one of the saddest things in that place which is so good but if you're ever downstairs and you take that tour take the tour of petco because i'm not taking the tour of petco well not you fucking times not you shithead i'm talking about people that don't have the opportunity to go down there looking for free shit like you've done your handout you sound like uh, steve martin and the jerk call me shithead (laughs) but dave when people go down and they get the opportunity, fans can take that tour okay. in, in a normal non-COVID year. And it's fun because you can go see the clubhouse. I take my kids on it. Just do me one favor. If you go, keep your head straight, looking ahead when you're down on your way to the Padres locker room. Whatever you do, do not, I'm begging you, do not look up to the left on the wall at all-time opening day lineups. Yeah. <laughs> God, is it pathetic. It's awful. You look at some of these guys, and you might see yeah. names that you remember, right, where you go, oh, there's Alan Wiggins or Tony Gwynn. Yeah. Maybe Sixto Lascano. You go, it's fine. And then you just look up, and you're like, who? <laughs> he started on opening day? What? Ah, how much should I pay for this tour? Shit. (laughs) I'm not even going to meet Greg Garcia. Shit. But I had a friend of mine whose grandmother and grandfather got a tour of Shea Stadium before a Dodger game. So it was just them because he pulled some strings. Yeah. Okay. So they're getting a tour of the stadium about four hours before uh, the Dodger game. And when they go downstairs and they go in the visiting locker room, there's Manny Moda butt naked. Butt naked? Yeah, with his hammer hanging out. What'd Grandma think of that? Had to go home. <laughs> Did she? 
was a little too much for from what I heard. Got a little overheated? I don't know if she got overheated. She got dizzy, had to go home, had to get on the seven, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> she, she, oh, I'm not even going to say anything okay. about getting on the seven, Dave. God damn it. You calm down. Um, all right. So Sunday, our shows next week, again, will be Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay. Now, I'm going to be in L.A. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. What's kind of wild about being up there, uh, we figured it out. Last Friday night, my kids and I were supposed to be in SoFi Stadium for Tim McGraw and Luke Combs. Yeah. And so disappointed that didn't happen. But uh, Sunday night while we're up there, the Rams game is going on. They'll be on Sunday night football. Yeah. And I was saying to my son Jack tonight, I go, what's weird is we've really watched that thing be built. We've been up there, I don't know how many times over the four years since they put a shovel in the ground, but quite a bit. And now what I said to him is pretty wild. We'll be there Sunday. Yeah. On opening night. And then next summer, it'll all start over because they're putting a shovel in the ground for Steve Ballmer's new arena. Yeah, that's right. And Dave, I'm looking at what they're going to do with this arena for Ballmer. And it just, with everything being talked about in San Diego, look, it's we can't compare, right? When a guy's worth $57 billion. He puts out $400 million cash to buy the forum. He lays out the other money, and he's going to privately finance this arena. They're talking $1.5 to $2 billion for wow. an arena. That's amazing. That's NFL stadium money. Yeah. Now, if you're Staples Center, aren't you looking at that going, how are we going to compete? Our building's 20 years old. What is he going to have in there for a fan experience that we're going to look at and just go, holy cow? You know what? I hope it's great. I mean, it will the, be. The, the thing that obviously Staples has is they have the Lakers. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that they have the number one tenant. And Kings hockey is huge. And look, the, the Clippers are playing great. And they might win the championship this year. But no matter what happens, the Lakers are still the team. I mean, the Clippers would have to win about 10 championships in a row for people to start going, I'm a Clipper fan first. It's sure. definitely a Laker town. Sure. But I'm a huge Steve Ballmer fan. Me too. I like everything about him. I like his energy. I like that he that he's a guy, as you said before, how much money he has, that it's a drop in the bucket. And he's at a, probably a point in age where he's like, let's spend some of this shit. We're going to get after it. Yeah, let's spend some of it. It's not going to hurt anybody. No. But when when you think about that arena and what the fan experience is going to be like, I mean, that video that made the rounds yesterday of Dean standing there like a shithead. <laughs> While Stan Kroenke and James Butts cut the ribbon. The big giant scissors? Yeah. That was the biggest set of scissors I've ever seen. <laughs> right. Yes. And somebody, I think it was T-shirt Tech, said, look at Dean. He looks like he's had to traffic court. <laughs> I mean, just what a dope. Sitting there. But the the what you're expected at SoFi, whether you go up there for a Rams game or anything else, is supposed to be unbelievable. But from an arena standpoint, Two things. What What is he going to do? A Microsoft guy, so you know he's all tech and yeah. everything. But do they need a second tenant, Dave? That's what no, I looked at. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. Make it just the Clippers Arena with and then basically rent the rest out for concerts. But say, this is the only sports team here. That's it. Yeah. We're bringing back the lasers, you know? <laughs> 
Remember those assholes? Yeah, roller hockey. Yeah. We're not indoor soccer. Yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah, I, I think it's cool as shit. I don't know what he's going to do. Let me ask you on Sunday, because you're a big guy and you're with your kids with the same attitude that you like to be there for things, even while the Rams game is going on. Are you going to try and get to the outside of the stadium during the game? So we talked about it tonight, and I brought it up to both of them. We're kind of just going to see what the day yeah. looks like. But so we've had one spot that we've kind of watched the place be built for three and a half years. And it's surely not about the Chargers. Believe me, none of the three of us. Maybe it is. And stop calling me Shirley. <laughs> none of us one of those are nights. Charger yeah. guys. Yeah. But from the same spot where I have pictures of my sons starting when they were eight, now as they're 12 going on 13, I have them standing in the same spot. Lo and behold, the city of Inglewood has put in a bench right there. Oh, that's cool. And what we're doing is we're going to graffiti that bench. <laughs> and so what we've said is that we're going to find a spot that's not, we're not going to do it on the top. Oh, you're serious. I thought you are completely fucking around. 100%. Oh, I hope you I've get got two things we're going to do. Oh, shit. We're going to graffiti the bench, but we're going to do it, Dave, in a manner where only the three of us would know where the signatures are. So it may be down in a corner. It may be on the base. Oh, boy. But I've got a Sharpie. We don't want to do anything where anybody walking by. It's got to be. Remember when Costa used to be a little weird talking about Disneyland and all the hidden Mickeys? And yes. we were like, hey, man, what? Like, what? <laughs> like, you're a grown man. Why are you telling me about if you go here? Yes. You go behind that third hedge. There's a pair of ears there. That's and right. we just said, we're going to walk away right now because we're uncomfortable. But what we're going to do is uh, we're just going to do that. So we're going to find it so the three of us know where it is, maybe like a J, a C, and a J. Are you going to take a picture after you do it? Yeah. Cool. But um, but I just said to them, look, man, forever, because you guys will be coming here when you're 18, when you're 20, and, and I mean, we're only doing it in Sharpie. But... Uh, but I said, hopefully, like, you can look, and, and we'll see how long it lasts, and then we'll redo it. Who's the lookout for the cops? Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> Who do you trust when you're signing your name? Not Jack. <laughs> fuck, no. <laughs> Not him. Uh, he won't do shit He'll for me. He'll be texting me. the cops as you're doing it. He'll be watching uh, Roman Reigns videos on YouTube. Um, Not Jack. And, <laughs> Kate's too fucking short. So <laughs> I don't know. We're just going to go for it. Oh now, God, here's the funny. other thing that I'm thinking about. There's a chance. I'd say it's about a 20% chance. They don't have any idea that I'm even considering this. So it might be about a 15% chance. Yeah. There's a chance that I come home with a JC tattoo for them because we're going up. It's my birthday on Monday. And... After Father's Day, what a disaster that was. They're like, hey, you coming over? I go, no. I'm fucking making that mistake again. The three of us are going out of town. But the one thing I was thinking, Dave, was maybe doing like a like a J and a C tattoo for them and letting, I don't know, at 12, can they, I don't know, are tattoo parlors even open? Yeah, they're open. Yeah. They're open. And I don't know at 12 if they would let them go in. 
But I, I, I bet, that's funny. I bet they would could go in. I mean, they can't get a goddamn tattoo. No. Yeah, but I think uh, that's funny. When you say JC, you know what I think about every time? What's that? Is a fucking meet the parents where he's sitting there talking about you know, JC was a carpenter too. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I just I said to them, to me. Uh, a J and a C kind of flows a little easier than C and J, in my opinion, even though Cade's two minutes older. Um, but I might come back. We'll see. Okay. Uh, we'll see what happens. And What so, part of your arm, do you know? I just put it, I've got a Viking tattoo from a drunk night in Tampa on my right shoulder. Yeah. And so I would just put it, I'm just going to get it interlocking down my forearm, <laughs> the big American eagle, and then on my left forearm, I'm going to get Judy Landers. <laughs> Padre game. Hold on. on. We're about to score. Who's we? The Dodgers are about to score. The Padres. Don't you have a TV behind me? It's not turned on. Fucking guy. Shit. I'm watching more shit down here. Oh, I let you change the channel yesterday. Just hold on. After this inning, I'll flip it. You're in the ninth inning. We're in the fourth. God dang it. And you got a one run lead. There you go. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But it's just, uh, I've been thinking about it and I thought it'd be kind of fun. For them, uh, they would love to see you get a tattoo. Right? They'd yeah. freak out. Yeah, they love it. They'd freak out. They'll remember it forever for sure. This yeah. other dad get a tattoo. Yeah. And, and you, the first one you got, it didn't hurt, right? No. Like I, you aren't going to cry in front of your kids, are no, you? No. God damn. <laughs> I just are balling. No, stop. I just get like uh, one letter. You get one letter. Morse code. Yeah. Kate's like, what the fuck? Where's my C? Yeah. <laughs> We're stopping here. I can't do it. Uh, Kate, I'll make it up to you. We'll yeah. get ice cream on the way home. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> get you funny. a waffle cone. Do you know which place you're going to? Have you looked it up? No, none of them. None of that. We'll just go somewhere probably in uh, South Central. <laughs> and either uh, either get the J and the C or get a teardrop. Oh, my God. For all the shit I started growing up on the mean streets of Cardiff. <laughs> But that's no, funny. Now fun. I really hope you do it. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. We'll see. Ah, oh, shit. Man, if you come back on Tuesday without it, I think we're all going to be disappointed now. You uh, kind of called your shot. Well, the the other problem is, and I don't really know because it's been 20 years since I got the other one. Yeah. How much is it? That's funny you say that. My wife just got a tattoo a um, couple months ago. Um and we got it up in L.A. We just walked in last second. Boom, she yeah. did it. And she's got something really small. Just a small angel wing with a J. Yeah. Um, God dang, that must have cost a couple hundred bucks. See, I don't know yeah. if I'm doing that. Yeah, well, no one's going to do it for 30. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, fuck, you might as well have Kay do it with the razor blade in the bathroom. Right, with the, with the ballpoint pen. Yeah. Just cut off. <laughs> I mean, swear to God. So, I mean, yeah, you're looking at least 100 bucks, dude. See, I'm thinking yeah. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking, I go, fuck, if this thing's going to run me 250 No, no, dude, probably at least $100. And say, dude, come on, 100 bucks, two letters. What the fuck? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Do you want them on my money or not? Do you want it or not? <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. We'll look at color. We'll look yeah. at everything else. But there are a couple of different things that from companies that are JC towing or what, who knows what, right? Yeah. But they all have different ways that they've interlocked them. And I, I looked at a bunch of them. I go, shit, some of these are kind of cool. Yeah. I kind of like them. So, yeah, we'll we'll see. Okay, here you go. Since you're from Minnesota, could you possibly 
do it kind of like the Twin Cities thing, but make it a J instead of a T? I, I'll show you if I can find this thing. The one that I saw. Now I'm interested. Yeah, the one that I saw where I go, hey, this isn't too bad. Um, this could be potentially it. But look, here's the other thing. My, my buddy, uh, Darren Bora, he got a Vikings tattoo after I got mine. Yeah. And they completely fucked it up. Where the Vikings facing the wrong way. No way. Where the logo's facing the wrong way. So <sighs> now look at this, Dave. That's a JC. My son Cade kind of liked that. I wasn't really sure that was really the, the big picture? Yeah. It doesn't look like a JC to me. It's a J. See the J goes to the and then the C? They just have the same line. All right. I don't see it. It looks like Flash Gordon logo. Flash Gordon. And then if you took that out from the tattoo. Yeah, I see that. But that one I can see. The other yeah. one I can't see. All right, so yeah, we'll—I don't know—we'll figure it out. That's cool. That's cool. That's funny. I'm dying to know what uh, what they think after you do it. That yeah. Is, oh, they lose their stuff. mind. That is that is cool. They'll never forget it without a no. doubt. And then this was the kind of something like that too. Was another one that That's I looked cool. at. That's cool. That I like. You like that we, one? Yeah, I do. I like that one a lot. That was kind of the other one that I was thinking about. I like that one. All right. That one. That one's pretty sweet. All right, so that might so be So that's what you're talking about, the different colors? This is kind of the one, yeah. Like, that was kind of the one. That's cool. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, maybe I'll save that. and then. Uh, but with my luck, because I can't fucking see, I'd probably give him that one. <laughs> JG. <laughs> JG. <laughs> and they'd be like, who the fuck's the G? Why is this game so long? <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny as shit. But my buddy, the, the Viking, is facing the wrong way. How did they mess that up? And did they it, did they, they reverse the step. No, how are you gonna fix it? Oh my god, dude! They, yeah, I don't know what you do. They reverse the stencil. Oh my gosh, that's fucking nuts. Damn. That's my biggest fear. Yeah. That if you go again, is making sure that the guy is doing it the right way. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. That, that that's fucking nuts. All right, I flip back over to the Padre game. One thing I want to uh, ask you because I know you've been out all day. If you notice, the pitcher for the Rockies is wearing number 21. Everybody. Okay. Well, it, it depends. Everyone on the Pirates wore 21 today. It's Roberto Clemente. Day. Oh, love it. Okay. Love it. So if you're born in Puerto Rico, you uh, you can wear 21 today. Oh, love that. So, for instance, you're, the guy who's pitching for the Rockies right now, I don't know who it is. He's um, uh, Givens is pitching. He um, He's wearing 21. So for the Dodgers, I'm watching. They have two guys, Kiki Hernandez okay. and Edwin Rios. Well, they interviewed Kiki before the game. He got crazy emotional. And Kiki has been terrible. I mean, yeah. this whole year. He's going to be a free agent. has been absolutely awful. Home run first at bat. It was, it was fucking nuts. Wow. And so, it's like, I mean, he has been really one of the worst players in baseball. Pretty cool. But anyway, it, it's one of those things with 21 where people have said, look, Roberto Clemente is so important to the culture that uh -huh. they would like to see it retired the way 42 is. Cool. I'm one of those guys. It wouldn't bother me at all. Now, anyone who, to me, has an issue with it, I kind of go, like, what's your fucking problem? Were you planning on wearing it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, were you going to the pros and you were thinking 21 was my number? I mean, what's the deal? I, I don't understand why there are people that complain about it and say, oh, that's ridiculous to go ahead and retire oh, across God. the board. I mean, not like, if you listen to those interviews with Roberto Clemente, and he he died before you and I knew yeah. anything. He, um... It's so strange how he talks about he doesn't know if he's going to get 3000 And then he yeah. talks about not making it to a certain age. And like almost like he knew he wasn't going to live very long. For years, though, he talked yeah. about it. And uh, again, he he died doing humanitarian work. Right. Um, I, 
I remember being a little kid, man. Remember, like, if you can think back, anybody, think back when when you got your first baseball cards. Yeah. Like, who were the guys that you remember getting that card and being fascinated or wanting to know more about that player? And I don't even know where my mom got these, Dave, but they were oversized. Um, you fucking change that with Rosenthal coming in. I'll flip it back. I'm going to strangle you. People <laughs> are going to hear a live homicide, and it'll be the end of this fucking hey, podcast. You, hey, anytime, you support we'll, the, anytime you're going to support the Jews, I'll flip it. Yeah, I'll, good. <laughs> I'll flip it back on for you. Good. Trust Rosenberg's like, good. We'll have a homicide tonight and a parade tomorrow. And then, uh, but my mom got this oversized cardboard card of Roberto Clemente. Really? And and I had it. Sadly, he had already passed by that time. But I just remember being fascinated and then hearing the story and just being, you know, you're a kid. Yeah. Being so sad about it. Man, I... Uh, I think that'd be cool. I don't have any problem with that. I, I don't have, like, if I if you look at the NHL or, or NBA, baseball, NFL, NFL would be much tougher, right, with the rosters. Yeah. But if, if the NHL was to go through and everybody retire nine and retire for Gordy Howe and four for Bobby Orr and, and just certain guys that were impact players, um. I think that'd be great. Yeah, well, I think that'd be great for to teach Gretzky, it. which was awesome. Gretzky, sure. And NBA, I think, is No, that's it. There's no national guy in the NBA. Who who a lot was, of people the Miami Heat did Michael Miami Jordan. Miami did, right? Which is funny as fuck. It's like, dude, he knocked you out of the playoffs all the time. Yeah. Why the fuck would you retire his number? <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean it's but, the dumbest thing of all time. But I'd love the NBA to retire twenty three. Yeah. That'd be fine. Yeah. They're, they're or just, Kobe or whatever else they sure. want to do. But it's so crazy, man. When Wayne Gretzky had it done, yeah, he was the one guy in all of team sports I thought deserved it. When he was, he set the records so far yeah. out, it was insane. Yeah, where they said if he never scored a goal in his yeah. life, he'd still be the all-time leading scorer. Yeah, and vice versa if he if he never had an assist, he'd still be the all-time leading scorer. I mean, it was nuts. I just I love stories that we've heard over the years from people that have dealt with him, meaning Gretzky. Yeah. And they just say he's absolutely unbelievable, off the charts, like just the most humble, nicest guy, whether you're there at a golf course or a hockey game, wherever you may interact with him. Yeah. I just, I love the stories that you hear about that guy. I went, uh, last time I was in Toronto, I went to his restaurant and it was really fun. What's it called? Wayne Gretzky. Is it really? Yeah. Not the great one or anything like no, that? No, okay. but it's funny. When you go, the door handles are skates. So, like, really? where you pull, it's like you're pulling on the blade of the skate. And you need stitches. Afterwards. Yeah, you need 25. <laughs> and then uh, if you don't leave a right tip, Marty McSorley and Dave Semenko come out. Um, but then you go, food was great, just cool to hang out. And all of a sudden, you just kind of like any of these restaurants named after an athlete. The wait staff goes, uh, "Yeah, go go take a look over there." And you go down this hallway, and it's just a brief amount of some of the awards and magazines and cool. jerseys that were a part of it. 
and you go, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Vince Scully right now, I don't know if people are aware of it, but I think it's with Golden, G-O-L-D-I-N, Golden Auction. No, it's not Golden. Um, if, if you just did a... If you did a Google search for Vin Scully auction, it would come up. Vin is auctioning off everything. Is he finally doing pages of one of his score of his score books? Uh, That's why I thought would be the thing I'll to get. I'll tell you the craziest thing about that, Dave. Okay. So what Vin determined, and you see him now at ninety two on social media, slowing down a little bit, yeah. but God you love him. What he determined was it would be much easier as a family to just sell everything and take the money and distribute it evenly between kids and grandkids and great-grandkids instead of trying to sit down and determine, well, you get this picture of Roy yeah. Campanella and you get this. So they're selling everything. Dave mentioned the scorebook because when Bill Plaschke wrote a column about it, he talked about Scully's scorebooks do you know what Vin said? What? He said literally every year he did it, the Dodger games, at the end of the year he just threw it away. Shut the fuck up. He didn't keep it. And the one he oh, kept, there's shit. only one up, and it's from his last year. I was year. about to say the last year, huh? And last, I was like, I'm going deep on it. Yeah. And then I looked, and it was at like $13,000. I go, well, I guess I'm out. See, if I was him, I would literally do individual games and autograph each one. Yeah, you know? he, I mean, I mean, there is. God dang it, man. I can't believe that. That's one of those where I, yeah. that's what I if you say you can have anything of Vince Scully's. I just want one game he's ever done. Right. I don't even care what the score was. They could have lost eight nothing to the Padres or the Giants. But if you signed it and it was Vince Scully's handwriting. Yeah, but I'd love to have that on my wall. Yeah, I have. I mean, I got you one, too, which is fun. Like the coolest thing that that I have like that is the final game at Qualcomm, which, by the way, I'm talking about Larry Lucchino last night. I'm saying you and I are down the first baseline at Petco Park. We're at Qualcomm Stadium. But final game at Qualcomm, end of the afternoon, everybody's cleared out. They've done all the ceremonies, and I happened to be in Boach's office, and I asked him what he was doing, and he said, well, I have to make duplicate copies of my final lineup card. One's going to the Hall of Fame, and one's going to Larry. And I said, uh, and he had like a stack of like yeah. 10. And I go, where's where's the original? And he goes, it's here. I go, what are you doing with that one? He goes, you want it? I go, yeah. And so I've got that. Uh, the final lineup card, signed by Bocha on the back. Got you one. Yeah, but not, He did a duplicate. And, uh, and that's really fun. But yeah. Score sheets, the guy, Alex Faust, who's the announcer for the Kings, really fun guy to follow on social media. A couple of times a year, he'll do a thing where if you just send him a note on Twitter, yeah, he'll send you his uh, spotting board really, from one of the games. Where I've screwed up, and if we ever get a chance to do stats again for Horton, um, I want Horton's spotting board. For Jack and Kate, because I think that would be really fun. And I, I don't think he keeps them. But, yeah, you're right, Dave. For Scully, like, I kick myself that we never asked Jerry for something like that. We could ask Vin for one in San Diego. You know what? I've never asked any of those guys because 
it's not like if, if you've ever coached before anybody listening you can go to you know a dick sporting goods and you buy a scorebook right well like mark grant and orcello they have their own made up like yeah, bob they, carpenter does it yeah they, the guy and i think that's who mud gets it from bob carpenter right? did the cardinals and nationals Mud may have changed it and actually does his own, but I know for years he told me that the way Bob had designed his was yeah. really, really great. And that's but, the, yeah. And that's uh, so I never wanted to mess up their book because you have to tear a page out. It throws off everything. It's like uh-huh. you know collecting cards. You're taking one out of the set. So I never had the nerve to ask anybody for it or say what do you do. But now that you, you told me guys throw them away, I just well, never I thought in a million years that anybody does, would throw them away. But that's what Vin said. Wow. Because when they said it, and I started going through everything that he's putting up, signed pictures and rings, and I mean his World Series rings yeah. are crazy money. I think the the eighty eight ones already at like fifty grand. Is that right? Yeah. What's the? I wonder what the fifty five is because that's the one he just got recently, like in the last twenty years. The Dodgers didn't give him one in fifty five, but that's the one he wanted, and then they got him one within the last twenty years. Within the last twenty years. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't get one originally, the, the Brooklyn Dodger one. And why? Like, why'd they I, no, take so long? I, fucking, I don't know. Ha, ask a Hacksaw. He didn't get one either. <laughs> he didn't get one, Do you did remember he? that old deal? Yeah. Hacksaw MC the whole Charger season, that banquet. Boy, And fucking, they didn't give him one? That's bad, man. Yeah. That's a really bad look. I mean, from a team. Yeah. Say what you want about Lee. Dude, that's your guy. He promoted the shit out of them. Of course. Boy, God, that's that's freaking terrible, man. No wonder. Did you you watch The Last Hard Knocks? No, you know, I didn't see it. My days have been so screwed up, and during the day, we're incredibly busy, and I thought about it last night. Um, but it was late, so no, I'll watch it tonight. Did they? But had Jalen Ramsey got his deal done by the time? No, Jalen Ramsey got the deal done today. So no, no, it didn't. It was they showed the Derwin James injury. I mean, okay. which is devastating. But I, the the only thing is, it's not ruining the show. But when you walk into the Charger facility, it says "Welcome to the family," and mm-hmm. you know there are a lot of people who have been treated unfairly by that yeah. organization, and they have to be looking at that sign, going, "Are you fucking shitting me right now?" Yeah, you know, I mean, it, that's not the way a lot of people felt when they left that organization. No, they they they're they're not reflective of who this community is. Yeah. And and in a lot of ways. And it's unfortunate because it really is starting to feel that like within about two years that team's gonna be sold. It'll be interesting. And they'll be out. Now, could a guy like Balmer buy him? And then all of a sudden he's just the mayor of Inglewood, he is. right? He is. How about that? That's a uh, great idea. Yeah. Now you you kinda wonder, would a guy like Jerry Jones support a guy like Balmer? Oh, I think so. See, yeah, I wonder. You know, you know how it is with these guys and their big personalities and who they let in the room. The one thing about Dean, he's the quietest guy in the room. He, you yeah. know what I mean? He's not making anyone else feel uncomfortable. You know, whereas basically everybody knows the NFL is run by Jerry Jones and Kraft. Uh, by the way, I just got the book, and I'm not a Patriots fan, but I got the book, The Dynasty, by Jeff yeah. Benedict. Yeah. Holy cow. Like I got three books going right now. They're they're crazy. I think it's nuts that you read more than one book at one time. Reading three right now. That's so crazy to me that you don't just finish one and get to the next one. I know. I just I like changing up. I try to do this is the thing that I try to teach my kids so I follow it too. Before bed, the last thing you do at night 
is read at least one chapter or 25 pages, whichever, you know, whichever more of, uh, of a good book. And I just said, it's really kind of a nice way to unwind at the end. Man, I got three books right now that are just fantastic. Blind Vigil from our friend Matt Coyle uh, will come out in December. If Coyle hears this, he's like, that's pretty good. I gave that book to you nine weeks ago. I'm glad you're still reading it. <laughs> glad I got you an advanced copy. It's fantastic. Just the problem is, Dave, there's so much shit going on. Like, not bad, but so busy every day. It's kind of tough. The second book that I'm reading is The Murder of Sonny Liston by Sean Assel, uh, featured in the uh, documentary on Showtime. Man, Sonny Liston, what an absolute um, fascinating character. Troubled soul, really fascinating guy. And if you have Showtime, I highly recommend the documentary about Sonny Liston. But Sean Assel's book, The Murder of Sonny Liston, is great. And then I just put into the mix um, The Dynasty by Jeff Benedict. And my feeling was, Dave, I was going to finish Liston and finish Blind Vigil and then jump into two books, uh, uh, The Dynasty and then Hoax by the dude from CNN that talks about the relationship between Trump and Sean Hannity because I'm fascinated by that. That book will be here Friday. But this... Uh, book about the Patriots is so goddamn good. Good. And last night I go, oh boy, because that's 600 pages. You know, this one's pretty wild. But it starts by talking about uh, Drew Bledsoe. When Drew Bledsoe got hurt in the game against the Jets, and it's they take you into the hospital as he goes through the surgery. And he said, as he's kind of coming out in ICU... He looks up and who's standing over his bed, but right next to each other, shoulder to shoulder, Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, and his friend Tom Brady. And they said, <laughs> Benedict's line, which is so good, is little did Drew Bloodstone know that he had the first look at three guys that were going to change the face <laughs> of the NFL. <laughs> and his role in doing it. Yeah. But very well written. If you're, I mean, I'm only 50 pages into a 600-page book. But, boy, that grabs you really quick. And Blind Vigil, pre-order for my friend Matt Coyle. That book will be out in December, and everybody will love it if you've been reading the Rick Cahill books. There you go. And, uh, by the way, he didn't sign it, so at the end I'm going to sell that book. Good. And he'll never know that uh, I'm the guy who did it. Would you sell your lineup card, by the way, the one that Boach gave you? Uh, no, because he signed it to me. Oh, yeah, you know he did sign it to me, too. Yeah, he signed it to me. But one less thing. Unless your did, name's Dave, Did I just get, hit me up on Twitter. Did I take yours? Is yours laminated? No, mine isn't laminated. All right. No, I just gave it to you. I took mine to, I think I, I've said this on the show, I took it right after the game to Kinko's. Yeah. And the guy working actually knew what it was. Like, you put it together. And he's like, dude, is this it? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God. That's great. But, no, certain things, I like that idea because... Of selling it before you're dead? I just think a lot of life, like, while it's fun, I've got Super Bowl programs and, and fight programs and all kinds of fun things. What fight program do you have that you think would be worth the most? I have the, uh, well, it's not so much the program, but I have the on-site fight poster from Japan 
uh, from when Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson. So I have two fight posters that are insanely rare. I've got the Japanese poster from when Douglas knocked out Tyson. And from when we talked about the most money for a date the other night, when I was in Vegas for Taylor Chavez 1, uh, March 17, 1990, I've got the fight poster for Chavez Taylor in Spanish. Oh, really? And nobody has that one. So, um, but from a fight program standpoint, uh, probably that one. Probably Chavez Taylor's pretty good. Some Tyson stuff. What do you think you could get? Do you have any idea? I don't know. I mean, I think when you look at them, you go every one. I mean, that that Douglas Tyson poster's got to be 200, if not three. Chavez Taylor's probably 400. But... A lot of that shit, like, my feeling is, Dave, like I, I said to Jack and Kate, I go, there's a part of me that feels like I should just get a table at the at the Shrine Auditorium or whatever that place is next time they do a trading card show and just sell all that shit and then just put their money in the bank yeah. account because half of life is living your own memories exactly. and, and establishing it. And while I look at some of that stuff and go, well, it's kind of cool to have the New York Post from or Super Bowl papers. My dad came to me and was like, hey, guess what I did? I saved you the sports section from the day after the Dolphins Redskins Super Bowl. I'd be like, who gives a shit? <laughs> what? <laughs> I've been saving this. It's so fascinating from the time Rick Dempsey and the Orioles won the World Series. Who? Fuck off. How about a Manny Sanguian card? Nope. <laughs> right? There's all this different shit that you go through. Guess what? I've got a signed card from Bucky Dent. And it says Bucky F and like any of that. None of that would matter to me. Yes. So if uh if they if they didn't want it, then I would just say, uh, sell it. You know, it's funny you mentioned these guys that have these sports jobs. I mean, there a lot of people go to work every day, Monday through Friday, nine to five, whatever you want to say it is. Mm-hmm. And then you have guys, let's say, like a Kevin Acey, who you might be looking at if you're a Padre fan and go, "Wow, man, that is a fantastic job." You get to follow around so and so, my favorite team, my favorite players every day, and get paid for it. What a great job! Mm-hmm. But then I started looking at this, going, "Your job every day is to watch someone else live their life." <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. That's your job. I'm going to report yeah. on you living your life every day. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. And you start thinking, well, fuck, what's my life worth? What's the value of my life if uh-huh. this is what I'm doing? I'm, I'm consumed with your life more so than my life, and I'm just going to write memories and flash and highlights of your life, and that's what I'm going to do for my career. Man, I hadn't thought about it that way. That job is not easy. No, it's not. That's what I'm saying. You're consumed with it. It's not an eight-hour-a-day job. That job's all day. And Phil Collier had the benefit of traveling with the team. Yeah. AC. Okay, so if you're AC tonight, let's just take this game that just ended. They win 5-3. Throughout the course of the night, you're on social media. You're sitting there, right? And you're keeping your game notes. And now you have to do the game on Twitter. Now, maybe... What you're writing on Twitter, you can go back and you go, well, that's where I'm keeping my notes. I'm just I'm live tweeting the game. Yeah. 
And I can just go back and cheat off of that. But then I have to write something for the paper that's going to be in. And I think about this with Bryce Miller, too, where Bryce writes these columns. And I don't know how many words they are, but they're huge. But then every morning, if you sign up for it, and I did, you get the Padres newsletter that AC writes. And that thing has a ton of information in it, and it's free for anybody who wants it. And a lot of it's back-selling for the paper, which is fine. But, God damn, every day. Yeah. And then going to airports and trying to travel and checking into hotels. and the whole He lives fucking way far away from Petco Park. Yeah. And I know it's much different this year because everybody's on the West Coast. And you get time off right jeff sanders does a great job but no man that job is a grind yeah mud and orsillo that job's a grind but you fly with the team seven o'clock game they're there two thirty, three o'clock you're prepping you're doing your whatever you're doing and then at the end like good night everybody they're done yeah that's kevin's the job. night is just starting yeah, again exactly no that yeah that's that's not a dream job no. I don't think unless look if, if you if you're good at writing but but man you earn it as a beat reporter and you got to try to break stories you got Dennis Lynn right next to you <laughs> No I mean yeah, I'm just saying Dennis is doing it for the athletic And he's doing a great job. Yeah. Oh my god. All right, so I'm going to throw this at you. If the National League playoffs began today, okay? okay. There are, again eight teams would make it. You tell me the winner as I start going down. First, first we'll go one and eight. It would be the Dodgers and the Giants. Who do you like? Giants seems really good. Giants seems really good. I think that series would be competitive, but ultimately I'll take uh, the Dodgers. Uh, number two against number seven would be the Cubs and Marlins. Oh, oh, I like that. Um, why I'm going to take the Marlins is because Theo Epstein – was Glenn Geffner's assistant. And when he needed somebody to be a GM of a team, I don't like that he went to Jed Hoyer and Jason McLeod and skipped over Geffner. <laughs> and, yeah, Theo's got fancy World Series rings, and I know Geffner got a couple of those too from Coattail and Theo. But it's time to pay the fiddler, Theo. The Marlins in an upset. Wow. All right. Number three against number six, Braves and Cardinals. Oh, that's a really dude. All these are good. Ah, it's really fun. Ah, it's really fun. Hmm. I'm gonna take the Braves. It's funny. I, I was going. I Cardinal. mean, before Max Fried yeah. got hurt, yeah, I, I I would have liked it, but he's only. They don't think he'll be down that long. No, no, he's supposed to be back. But remember, they they don't have uh, Soroka, which is hurts oh, them big time. Gosh, that was brutal. All yeah. right, and finally, a four against five would be Padres Phillies. I'm taking the pots. I am too. All right, so let, uh, let's let me go further now. Let's go okay. to further to the next round. We have um, the Dodgers would have to face the Marlins. The Mar, yeah, is that right? No, the Dodgers would face the next round would be the winner of the Padres Phillies. I don't think they reseed. I don't think they reseed. I think this is what it is. So it would be the next round would be Dodgers Padres. Wait, 
wouldn't the Marlins be a lower seed than yeah, the Padres? Yeah, but, but it's two against seven, and now and I, I picked again, the Marlins. But I don't think they reseed. I think they, as far as I know, what I'm looking at, it's and someone's going to tell me I'm right or wrong. I know on Twitter, but it's it's two Just against like a seven. Yeah, like a bracket. Hmm. And so the next one would be because the Dodgers would be one against eight, and then four against five. I think uh, I think the Dodgers tighten up. I'll take San Diego. And so you know what? I don't. If it was today. Completely would agree with you. I don't think the Dodgers actually look the same. Actually, we're watching right now, and they're struggling yeah. with the Diamondbacks again for the second straight night. Padres are on fire. All right, so here you had to have the Marlins and the Braves in your in your round. Who do you like in the next one? I'll take the Marlins again. Wow. So you're going with the Marlins, Padres, and LCS. I am very respectful of my uh, Patreon audience. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going Padres to win Oh, it yeah. All? They'll embarrass them. That's funny. That's funny. No, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't think anything's crazy. Why not, whole, right? Why not? This whole year is nuts. Yeah. I, I completely don't disagree with you. Or the pods could get beaten too straight, oh, and we'd be sitting here going, what the hell just happened? Don't, <laughs> but it, it happens in baseball, too. Happened to the Dodgers last year when they had their best like regular season in forever. But the year right now is so fun. Yeah. Uh, it's been so fun. Oh, it is. It's been it's been really a great time. Hey, want to mention the guys that help keep this show going. Want to mention, of course, everyone that has helped support this show has been uh, fantastic to us. As I'm trying to get to it, Dan Williams is who we're going to start with today. Dan was killing me on Twitter. <laughs> Dan is, he loved Tommy. He did. So we told you about the nice first baseman Tommy in Arizona. Dan's the guy to help you get out of debt. And he's also the guy to help you get out of the rental market and get a house. If Tommy was doing the commercial as Dan wished, <laughs> he would say, you know, Dan, you're really a nice guy. I hope you know how many people appreciate you. You know what it's like to get people out of debt and to get them out of the rental market? You should be really proud of yourself. You're a great guy, Dan. You're a great guy, Dan. Dan, let me give your number out. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. It's funny, Dave. I just thought about that guy all day where you and me and Dan, we love him. And all his teammates are like, shut your ass up, Tommy. Not today, Tommy. Uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love nice kids, man. Because, God, they just stand out, don't yeah, they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was laughing because he kind of reminded me, <laughs> yeah, Dan, you should be proud of yourself. You're doing a really nice job. You're helping people. Good for you, Dan. <laughs> uh, so important, right? So important because it's always nice when Capital One goes, hey, guess what, Jeff? Great news. Your statement's ready. <laughs> oh, what? You crazy bastards. Spoiling me again. Let me know how much money I can pay you. God dang it. I know it's COVID, but give yourself a hug. And you look at that number, you're like, hey, maybe it'll be like 300. No, 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 no. It's not going to be that number at all. And you're like, shit. But luckily, you read Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. You go, hey, I know I can pay this off. And then you start thinking about getting a $300 tattoo that would make no sense. <laughs> and you'll be in debt forever. But ultimately, we all want to buy a house, get out of the rental market. Uh, unless you're Steve Woods, who announced this morning that every married couple that sleeping next to your spouse is overrated. Yeah. And Steve said that he thinks marriages would be a lot more successful if the husband was allowed to have an apartment. Oh, really? Really? 
what you said. Can you imagine that? The boy wonder. You should have heard. I know you aren't up at five. You should have heard the tribute he gave to his friend that passed away yesterday. Who's that? He, he, it was a guy he used to work with. Okay. But typical Steve Woods form. It was then turned into a horrible story. You know, just want to say what a great guy he was. You know, I was taking over his territory and they said, oh, sales. huh? Yeah. So here's your sales territory. You're going to have Utah. You're going to have Montana, but you're also going to have Nevada, which means Las Vegas. But you're going to go with the, your buddy over here who's going to introduce you to the old clients. So it's going to make the transition easy. Okay. And Woods is, I mean, he's almost in tears telling how much he loves this guy. Okay. Got a young guy as a kid in high school. You know, uh-huh. of course, the story goes from this to so we go to Vegas when we're doing lines of coke. <laughs> and then all I hear is nine o'clock in the morning. The guy's on the phone. Hey, we aren't going to make it today. We'll catch you next time we're in town. And just let me sleep it off so I could get rid of the shakes. The I'm like, shakes. This fucking guy. I'm like, let's look at this story. See, now you, when you talk about what you said a couple of weeks ago about who's going to speak at your funeral. Him. Oh, my God. Woods will be in there. It will be a great story, but it might be one you might not want him to tell. I don't care. I'm not there. <laughs> I mean, I'll be there. God. All right. Well, if you're like Steve, you're the only guy who's trying to get back into the rental market, get a little peace and quiet. But if you're like anybody normal who wants to buy your own house, call Dan Tell him Tommy sent you. There you go. And to cover my ass, I'm not sure he actually used the word Coke. He just kind of hinted around. Um, Brian, Brian you know what he said. Don't <laughs> worry. What, now, now we have to protect that guy's moral clause? His boss is too busy pulling bench to coach. He doesn't listen to that shit. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Brian Curry's your guy to find that perfect home. Hey, guess what? Brian Curry can help out a guy like Steve Woods, too, when it comes to that separation agreement because he can't go to his <laughs> wife. That's for damn sure. She's not going to find the right place for him. Brian's your guy right there. Brian's the guy, again, more than 20 years in the business. You name the neighborhood you want to live in. He's been with Caldwell Banker. Great guy. One of the best guys you're going to meet and make you happy and basically share your story and how easy it was to find the home of your dreams. 619-251-1588. 619 619- Two five one one five eight eight. Man, there is nothing like just at the end of a long day, uh, coming home and just being able to relax and having it within the four walls of the home that you own. And you you can also have situations like friends have, where man, they come home and all of a sudden they hear and what is that? Rats in the wall, or they look at the value of their property that they overpaid for, they paid 500000 for, and right now the comps of other houses on the same street are going for about one sixty-eight. And none of that happens when you have the right real estate agent on your side. That's why we so strongly recommend giving Brian Curry a call. Man, he knows the questions that you wouldn't even think to ask. Nobody I can think of better, especially during these times, with COVID going on and the market going wild, man, please give Brian Curry a call and tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Taylor May Pools, that perfect pool for you is right around the corner. Again, the weather's extremely warm. You know how miserable it's been, and there's so many different reasons why you need that pool this year in 2020 when we've talked about COVID and being stuck at home. But now that here we are in the heat and you're just miserable, Alan Taylor can help you out. Never have to worry about having that pool again because he would have taken care of it. 619 Four four nine four four five two six one nine 
888-449-4452. Talk to anybody who has a pool and ask them what Tuesday night is like or Thursday night, even Monday night. When you have a tailor-made pool, just go, hey, what's it like? You know what they're going to tell you? Each one of those nights feels like Friday night because you have that opportunity, Dave, at the end of a long day and you've just been through so much. Man, you come home, and whether it's now with the Santa Anas, even in a couple of months when the fall kicks in and it gets dark at 6 o'clock at night, but you've got that heated pool and you can just go and relax. Dave always mentions whether it's the grotto or the jacuzzi, the slide. Every day is a vacation, and it's a vacation in your own backyard Thanks to the great work of Al Taylor and everybody at TaylorMade Pools. Man, look for yourself on our page. You can see links to all of our sponsors, Dan, Brian, Alan, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Uh, click on that sponsor page, yep. and why not let your house be the next featured house with a TaylorMade pool? Absolutely. Kyle Fluger is the guy you're going to talk to when it comes for that website you need. Again, if you have a website that is struggling or you're looking to start a brand new business, Kyle Fluger is your guy. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. I really think doucheoftheday.com <laughs> could take off. I do, too. How many people have, have dealt with this? No matter where you're driving, it could be East Lake Parkway. It could be the 5, the 54. And all of a sudden, you just end up behind somebody, and they're driving 20 miles an hour slower than anybody else in traffic. And you get around them, and, man, they just have that cell phone right next to their ear Laughing it up, having the great time, forgetting they're driving and screwing up everybody else's day. Wouldn't it be great just to expose them and put them on doucheoftheday.com? we got to make that happen. But right now, again, I mentioned, Dave, getting uh, the Dynasty, the Jeff Benedict book. Yeah. Everybody is in competition against what Amazon does. And that book came out. Man, you order it. I I think I ordered it Sunday afternoon or, or Monday afternoon, and it showed up Tuesday. Unbelievable. But when people are looking to see what you have in stock, what you have in inventory, how simple is it for them to negotiate? How simple is it for them to check out? How well are you protecting their private information? All of that comes in. And if you're not doing a good enough job, boy, you better call Kyle Fluger tonight so you've got better days tomorrow. Absolutely. All right, here we go. We're going September 9th. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going to start off with an old one. He kicked the bucket. That is a pun intended. Uh, a long time ago. It is Colonel Sanders. Oh, boy. I like that. That's good writing. <laughs> I'm on fire tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Sanders, how old would he be? I'm going to say, Dave, that he would be 122. Close, 130. Shit. He lived to 90. Really? Yeah, eating that fried chicken. Like, you would have thought he would have died at 60. Man, eating all those mashed potatoes, <laughs> Colonel. <laughs> There's nothing like KFC mashed potatoes. And that's some, that cocky son of a bitch did it in a white suit. Yeah. He was like, load up that gravy. I'm not spilling. Okay. Let me <laughs> so this came up a couple weeks ago. I was, I was out somewhere. Someone said, nowadays, could Colonel Sanders do those same commercials? No. Remember, they, they took off finger looking good because of COVID. Oh, they stopped that No, like no. I understand ago. that. I'm talking about the way he used to dress. In that white suit? Yeah. Did it, did it look kind of racist? Oh, I, I don't know about that, but 
I'll tell you what, I bet the colonel, I, I think he had a few notches in the old bedpost. Real coxman. You think he was? You think he was? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, how much was he worth? Well, your numbers are so... Well, and these, this this one's low to me. This one's low. Of course it is. The guy's the man for Kentucky Fried yeah. Chicken. You probably have him at three million. I'm gonna say he's worth uh, fifty million. It says ten million dollars, but that doesn't make any sense. It should be None. like five hundred million. Yeah. Who's just doing your math is. for you? What I, I just type in on Google. How old is Colonel Sanders? How much is Colonel Sanders worth? Literally is what I write. All right, okay. Michelle Williams, the actress. Wasn't she the one with Heath Ledger? Oh yeah. Um, Michelle hmm. Williams, 46, 40 years old. So oh. I think she had to be around the same age he was when, when 28 years old when he died. Right. Yeah. I hate going that far over. feels so disrespectful. <laughs> I don't mean any. I don't mean any disrespect. How much is she worth? She's been in a lot. Yeah. But I always look at it. I go, I, she hasn't had any like she didn't star in any of the Marvel movies. I'm going to say $18 million. $30 million. All right. Okay. Cool. Good for her. Here's a good one. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Well, getting a Hummer on Sunset. Yeah. So he's been smart with his money. <laughs> he didn't put a, God dang, he lost Elizabeth Hurley That's, for that decision. Well, did you have to think in your mind, the way my mind works at least, is Elizabeth Hurley sucks in the sack for him to get a Hummer from that ugly girl. That girl was not good looking. Still Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I bet she lays there, does nothing. Ah, Liz, I know. She's a little bit saucy on Instagram. Hmm. <laughs> oh, wait. It's Hugh Grant we're doing. Yes. Hugh Grant is, uh, say he's 57. 60 years old. God. Now, I think this crazy kid made a few bucks in his day. Been in a lot of good movies. I'm going to say he's uh, $120 million. $150 million. Damn. Okay. Eric Stone Street from Modern Family. Very funny dude. Yeah. Uh, 53. 49 years old. Ah. Remember he's like on the field at the Super Bowl? Yeah. Crying with Andy Reid? <laughs> yeah. Kansas City guy. Um, $25 million. Close. $23 million. I'll give you the roundup on that one. All right. All right. Here we go. Last one of the night. Adam Sandler. Ooh, I like that one. I'll say I'll say 53 again. 54. 54. How much is he worth? Holy shit. 200 million. 420 million dollars. Wow. When he hosted SNL last year was one of the best monologues of all time. Really? He, he got up on stage and he talked about getting fired from Saturday Night Live. He was he didn't quit cuz he did yeah. movies. He got fired. And he said I just want to let everyone know with my kids in the audience and my wife right over there I'm worth over $400 million. <laughs> told everybody, like, fuck off. I did okay. Wow. I did okay. Uh, one quick thing before we go. I got five questions. Oh, okay. Yeah, do that, and then I'll uh, – don't let me forget what we have to mention. All right, here we go. As good as the Padres are playing right now, and I think they've won 17 of their last 22, are you excited about the NFL season starting tomorrow? I am, but I'm more focused, obviously, on Padre baseball. But I'm excited – uh, I'm excited to see the Raiders. I don't think the Vikes are going to be that good this year. Really, I like them. They did get have a major injury today, though. Who? Though tied in uh, Hunter Daniel Hunter got uh, got um, 
injured. He's out for three first three games. Uh, defensive end. Yeah, defensive end. What did I say? Tight end. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, the, yeah, that's no good. He's the one I, f- I fucked up with uh, last year with um, with the tight end, with Harrison. Um, I'm trying to blank right now on the oh, name. Oh, Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith. Yeah. Yeah. I called Harrison. I was And Harrison Smith's like my favorite player on the Vikings. And yeah. I've been following since Notre Dame. But I'm looking at Hunter's locker. And I called him Hunter instead of Harrison. Oh. He goes, well, first off, it's Harrison. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I know. Shit. I've been following you for eight years. Idiot. Uh, idiot. I am excited about the NFL. I'm excited for a bunch of different things. But I I think it'll be uh, – I want to see how the games play. But, yeah, NFL is always fun. All right, next question on here. What is more likely, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers reach the Super Bowl or the Patriots make the playoffs? Oh, I think the Patriots make the playoffs. You do, really? Yeah. Oh, man, I think they're horseshit. You really? Yeah, I think Cam Newton will be good for them. Uh, they have eight starters who are sitting out. That's a lot. Yeesh. <laughs> That's a lot of guys that opted out. God, it's a lot. But Belichick, dude. That that Buccaneers team, now you said Super Bowl. You reached the Super Bowl. And or, the Buc- or the Patriots make the playoffs. I'll take the, I'll, I'll stay where I went. You go there. Okay. Yeah. Does Drew Brees reach the Super Bowl in his last year of the NFL? Hmm. No. Okay. Who is your Super Bowl pick to win it all? Oh, shit. I don't know. I haven't thought that before. It's all right. It's not, no one's going to hold you to it. It's yeah. It's fucking September 9th. I mean, that Chiefs team's so good. You know who I like, though, in that AFC, man? I like that Ravens Me team. Me, too. It's funny. Uh, I have the Saints and Ravens in the Super Bowl. Do you? Yeah. Um, I'm going Breeze against uh, the Ravens. I, I, I'm i going to go Ravens-Niners. Not bad. I really do. I think that Niners team is really good and i i just like the whole uh brain trust of that team I'll, I'll take the ravens and niners all right last question is obj more recognized now for taking the deuce or for that catch that he had that one-handed catch what's he remembered for right now well i think we're early i think right now it's probably the catch and unfortunately i would say that could change <laughs> Whether he's guilty or not, he's uh, – it's just – man, I think he's guilty until proven innocent. That girl's People, pretty detailed in her story. Oh, boy. I don't want I don't. Yeah, want I know. You don't want to go uh, that way, I but holy like cow. It's awful. Uh, awful. Um, we talk a lot of Padre baseball here. Padres have been very, very important to me and Dave. That's how we were lucky enough to start in 98. But prior to 98 – my first year covering that team was 95. Dave, I think you're right around the same 94. time. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that we had the opportunity to do was to be down. And Dave and I have said that without question, one of our favorite things to do, it would always happen on Sundays because that goddamn maniac, Kevin Towers, would kick us out of our booth because he was so psycho <laughs> and so, uh, what's the word, superstitious. Yeah. Dave and I would have all our stuff set up, ready to do the post-game show, and Towers would come in and kick us out. And I'd say all the time, why don't you go down to the football boxes? They're wide open. Go walk around. He's like, you know what? That's a good place for you guys to go. (laughs) You know what? So we'd have to pack up, and every time we'd have to move down there, I'd be pissed, and uh, always about two innings later, no matter what night of the week it was, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, 
we would see Kevin. Hey, sorry about what happened. Well, great. I'm all set up now. Doesn't do me much good. Sorry well, I got the red ass. Yeah, exactly. Oh. They love saying that in baseball. <laughs> sorry I got the red ass. And he would always say, uh, you coming out on Sunday? Yeah, I'm coming out. I got to do the postgame show. We'll stop by the booth. And I know Dave agrees that for those opportunities on Sunday to go into the booth and hang out were so much fun. Yeah. Because in the middle or right up front, it was always Kevin and Fred Yulman Jr. Yep. Then it would be me and Dave. And then Theo would show up about the fourth inning. Usually it looked like he'd had a rough Saturday night. Occasionally he had a black eye. I always remember Theo would ask us every time, does anybody need anything? No, we already ate. Kevin would yell at him. But one of our favorites. Oh, funny. He's the only guy going to the Hall of Fame. I know. They're treating him like shit. Give me a Diet Coke. Little ice. Get up there. But we talked so much about Kevin and a guy that was in that booth and has meant so much to me and Dave professionally and personally for 25 years, if not longer, is Fred Yeoman Jr. Yeah, one of the best. And I remember when Fred came, came from the Orioles. And I remember that there were feelings that he was coming and he was going to push Kevin out. Remember that? Yeah. There were feelings that he was going to blindside Kevin. Maybe you should have. You've seen those draft picks? <laughs> well, that couldn't have been further from the truth. They struck up an incredible friendship. And uh, and for any of us that were there at Kevin's memorial, yeah. Fred's not a guy. Dave, I think you and I may have had him on the show once or twice. We love him, but Freddie doesn't go into the no, spotlight. He's quiet. he's quiet. Boy, did he knock it out of the park at Kevin's memorial. Just outstanding with the stories he shared. But he has been a great friend to me and Dave to the point that Fred was nice enough to be at Jake's memorial. And about a month and a half ago, the Union Tribune, Jeff Sanders, did an interview with Fred. And Fred talked about his life in baseball. Fred Yulman Sr. had been a longtime scout. Yeah. And Junior, I, I, would, en I would encourage anybody who's a Padre fan or just a baseball fan, to just do a Google search for Fred Yulman Jr. interview. It meant so much to me because of our friendship with Fred. Dave, I know you loved it. I sent it to Glenn Geffner. But what it really struck with me was, yes, he's a baseball guy. He's seen everything that's worth seeing with this organization. Was there with Kevin. Was there with Jed Hoyer, Josh Burns, AJ. I mean, that speaks volumes when you're there. Three different ownership groups, numerous GMs, managers, and you're a consistent. It tells you a lot about the man. Yes. But what I loved was Fred talked about his relationship with his father. And I remember sitting, having lunch, and dropping Fred a text and saying, hey, I'm sitting here reading this interview, and I just got to tell you, as a dad, I hope at some point in their life, it'll never happen, but I sure hope my kids at some point in a weak moment, talk as nice about me as you talk about your dad. And we found out that Fred Sr. passed away recently at the age of 90. And I reached out to Fred Jr. And I just sent my condolences on behalf of me and Dave. And, uh, and I mentioned just how much he meant to us and how much I had enjoyed that article, learning more about his father. And Fred mentioned 
uh, that he had had the opportunity to go back and spend some time with his dad recently before his father's passing. But he is just such a good person in an organization that has been through a lot. When you look at the trials and tribulations since 95, one of the steadying forces has always been Fred Jr. And Dave, I know what his friendship means to you, what it means to me. He's just always been supportive. And it cracked me up when he sent in a text last week. Hey, I get a kick out of the podcast. Get Palais in line. I immediately <laughs> sent Dave a screenshot. But for any of you that know Freddie Jr., and, and if he hears this, Freddie, from the bottom of my heart, and I know Dave feels the same way, I cannot send you more sincere condolences. Absolutely. I absolutely loved it, and I, I appreciate it more now as a father. But even as your friend, uh, hearing that story, and my gosh, I, I just can't even imagine Dave as a dad how proud Fred Sr. had to be of Fred Jr. And so well-deserved. But he's just somebody that has meant so much to us. He came from Baltimore. And I was saying to Glenn Geffner, the guys from Baltimore, you and I had an immediate connection with. From Larry to Charles Steinberg to Glenn to Theo to Freddie and Sam Kennedy, Mike D, and all the rest of them. I don't know why, but I felt like we had a connection with that group And they were incredibly nice to us and have always been nice to us for the history of this show. But I meant to mention this last week, and and I forgot about it, and I I apologize. But I said to Dave last night, Fred meant so much to us, continues to mean so much as a friend and now as fathers. Uh, We just wanted to send our best out to a really, really good guy. And a son of a gun, what a year the Padres are having right now. And I just couldn't be more happy for Fred Jr. I'm with you 100%. I'm glad we're ending the show this way. That's fantastic. Uh, all the bu- and hey, I want to mention, because you won't say it. Again, we are not going to do a show on Monday. It's because it's Jeff's birthday. The Colonel's birthday as well. How about not Colonel John? Sanders, but but Jerry Coleman. Yep. And uh, we'll get Joey we'll, Heatherton. We'll- <laughs> Dan Cortez. Jealous. Uh, Animal porn star. Oh, now we're impressed. Now we're all impressed. Again, happy birthday to you. We'll hear Thank what you. your birthday was like when yeah we get back on Tuesday and do the next show. All right, everybody, stay safe. Checking on your friends. We'll see you then. All right, perfect. We'll see you then. It's not.
my life.